Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Hey there, Gary Parrish. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching live on YouTube, please smash that like button like you're Brandon Davies. You have consent. All right, dead lag. It's been a minute since we've done a normal episode of the Eye on College Basketball Podcast. We did uh, two NBA draft episodes last week. We'll have two more later this week. But in this episode, I wanted to focus on actual college basketball stuff most notably that i have moved don't know if you noticed i have moved duke into the top five of the cbs sports top 25 and one in the spirit of remaining consistent let me ask you the following question oh no is that too high (laughs) too low or just about right shout to zam facini in the chat on youtube smash the like button if you haven't already Appreciate you, Sam. We'll get to the aircraft carrier stuff later in the show. Don't worry, buddy. Um, uh, that's too high. You, you Basically, what this comes down to is you're saying the Grandy Man can. The Grandy Man can. Jacob well, I w- Grandison. I wouldn't quite put it like that. I, I think you basically did. Uh, they were not five until he joined. Well, I saw. So- are, you're saying the Grandy Man can. That he well- can make them. One of the five best teams in the country. Well, I did see somebody in the comments and they were like, Grandison's like, uh, you know, he's a a depth piece at best. I'm reading the comments here. He's not a mountain mover. So it sounds like they add Jacob Grandison and Duke moves into the top five. They were six. I had them sixth. Uh, I just moved them ahead of Arkansas. And it would be based on this. Um, You know, basically Arkansas brings back one meaningful player. I think Duke brings back one meaningful player. And, um, but then Duke brings in the better recruiting class. Arkansas is really good, but Duke is enrolling the players who are right now ranked first, second, and fourth in the class of 2022, com- uh, according to 24-7 sports. And then you add uh, Grandison, who you know is a 6'6 wing, um, averaged nearly 10 points per game for an NCAA tournament team, and shot uh, 41% from three on 4.5 attempts per game. So... You've now got, if we're assuming he'll start, and I, I think he probably will, um, then you've got two experienced pieces in the starting lineup and three of the best four prospects in the class of 2022. Um, from my perspective, that is now a, uh, a a top five team. And for whatever it's worth, um, Duke is now um, one of the teams with the five best uh, uh with one of the best they're in the top five in terms of odds to win the national championship right now according to betonline.ag uh, gonzaga and this is going to blow some people's mind gonzaga is the favorite to win the 2023 ncaa tournament they are number one in the top 25 and one when i put them there people are like oh gonzaga again you couldn't be more wrong again like for whatever it's worth, Gonzaga at 8-1 is the favorite to win the 2023 NCAA tournament. If, if you think I'm an idiot, then you, you think all the betting markets are, are, are idiots as well, because that's where we're at on that. Followed by Houston at 10-1, Kentucky and North Carolina both at 12-1, to and then you've got Duke 
Kansas, UCLA, tied for fifth at, at 14 to one. So the betting markets like Duke as well for, again, whatever that's worth. Let me put it like this to you. Mm-hmm. Duke's only relevant returning player is Jeremy Roach, who was Duke's fifth best player at best last season. Um, they are bringing in a lot of really talented players. I can't wait to see Derek Lively. He was wonderful to watch a year ago. We talked about him on the podcast last summer. Derek Whitehead certainly has uh, a lot of promise there. Mark Mitchell, Kyle Filipowski. They've got a lot of really good talent coming in. Jeremy Roach is the only guy coming back of any relevance. They lose Bancaro, Griffin, Keels, Wendell Moore, Mark Williams, Theo John, Joey Baker leaving. And, you know, how are you going to overcome that? So basically what you've done here, is this a rational thing? You are mm-hmm. treating Duke, coached by John Shire in his first season ever. The, what you've done here is it would be understandable had Duke been coached by Mike Krzyzewski. That's not the case. This is John Shire's first season ever as a head coach, but you are treating Shire as though he will perform on the level that Shashevsky has because a lot of others, I think if a lot of other coaches were in the spot and it wasn't Duke Parrish, you wouldn't put him in top five. Respond. I think that's incorrect. Um, like You're right. They lost their top five scores. They basically lose everybody except Jeremy Roach, but they do bring back Jeremy Roach. And then they add another guy who's been a relevant player at a power program, an NCAA tournament program. And then I, I can't, uh, you know, uh, overstate this. I, the class of 2022 was weakened by a lot of reclassified guys. So you take that into account. But they literally have the guys rank first, second, and fourth. I, I think any program that enrolled three of the top four prospects in a high school class and returned a starting point guard and added a nearly double digit score from an NCAA tournament team at a power coverage level. Uh, I think any team, this is, ac- this is actually an example of they're not right. Ra- I don't have them where they're ranked because they're Duke. I have them where they're ranked based on what they have coming in based on what the roster is going to look like. Uh, the other side of this is Kansas. You look at Kansas's roster. I would not have that roster ranked in the top 10, but it's Kansas and it's Bill Self. You can reasonably assume they're going to be one of the best teams in the country because they are always one of the best teams in the country. Kansas is a team that I I have in the top 10 based on the coach and the brand. Duke is a team I have in the top five based on the roster. I think that's true, but it's it's reasonable to wonder, you know, what that's going to look like under a first-time Head coach. Um, I believe in John Shire. Uh, but you know, as I've said many times, not specifically about John, but about any coach who becomes a head coach for the first time, uh, you, you don't you don't really know for sure if they're going to be great in that position until until they've actually done it. That's right. I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm I'm quite intrigued with uh, with the Blue Devils. I don't know. I don't know if Grandison is going to be. I mean, he'll probably be a good little piece there. Um, you know, he wouldn't have even been a, he had stayed at Illinois, started his career at Holy Cross, you know, was a good, was a good enough player last year at Illinois, shot 41% from three. Um, you know, he's, he's solid. I mean, he's the experienced player. Uh, who, who's to say though, uh, he wouldn't, you know, he's not, uh, I don't know him, him committing is certainly, it's, it's a nice little get for, for Duke. I don't know if he'll wind up being a top four or five guy of importance on this roster. But if it's enough for you to boost them, that's fine. I will 
I will probably exhibit caution when it gets to my rankings, and I will not put Duke preseason top five. Just want to see what Shire, you know, what he does in his first season. I think that's entirely fair. They've got, uh, you know, again, we've we've seen plenty of teams that are fairly freshman talent reliant uh, take time to really find themselves to gel. That could be the case with Duke. We'll see. You don't know. So I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly consider putting Duke top 10. Um, I just don't think I'll be able to go top five right off the bat. Although Shire will certainly be capable. I'm interested to see how that goes, but uh, more than anything. Yeah. I want to see, I think lively could wind up being like a top three freshman in the country next season. And if he is going to be that, um, in a different way that, than Ben Carroll, by the way, not the same player. <laughs> nope, not the same player. Uh, Lively could be a top five defender in the nation. Um, very different player. But I think a lot of what they can do and and their ceiling actually might be tied to uh, to him and getting him was, uh, was a big-time deal. If they didn't have him, I would say you probably – it'd be hard to justify putting them top five, but his inclusion certainly makes it fair. Yeah, like it, it became a, a bit of a bit on the podcast last summer – when we were at Peach Jam, and I, I said, I don't think Jalen Dern's really as big as, as he looks. He played with Derek Lively, if I remember correctly. Derek Lively, Lively is every bit as tall as they say he is. That that dude is, is I mean, we wondered, because at the time, Duran was ranked ahead of Lively in in the class of 2022. This is before Jalen Duran reclassified. And we had wondered, like, are we sure Jalen Duran's because my point was, I don't think he should be the number one ranked player in the class. But I was like, are we sure? Are we 100% sure he's the best player even on his team? And that was because of the presence of Derek Lively. I think he's going to be really, really good as a first-year player uh, at Duke. And we mentioned the betting markets where they have Duke you know, with the fifth-best odds in the country and Gonzaga as the betting favorite. Um, among the computer rankings that are out there right now, preseason, Bart Torvik is probably uh, the most notable, and they have Duke fourth. Bart Torvik, uh, Duke is fourth at BartTorvik.com right now, behind only. You want to take a guess? Trivia time. What three teams at BartTorvik.com preseason are ahead of Duke right now? Uh, Gonzaga. That's right. Gonzaga is one. Houston. Houston's five, just below Duke. Carolina, Carolina six, just below Houston. Uh, Kentucky, <laughs> Kentucky is nine. What? Kentucky is nine. Um, hmm. Uh, there's so Gonzaga is one, Duke is four, Houston's below, Carolina's below, Kansas. Kansas is eight. Uh, there are no teams at two and three. What are we doing here? Uh, one, of, one of them is a recent national champion. Uh, it's, okay, it's not Kansas. Baylor? Baylor is two. Baylor is two? Behind Gonzaga. Wow. Okay. It's 2021 all over again. And the team is not informed. Yeah, no, one and two, just like, oh, it is true. Just like uh, heading into the season two, the pandemic year. Gonzaga and Baylor right now are one and two at mm. BartTorvik.com. And the team that is third has an underachieving baseball team. I 
didn't realize the Mets were in Torvik. Hey, um, hey, hey. You're, I know. You're, talk, you're, you're doing you're, fine. I know. First, that's the first place New York Mets. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, you're rocking a, a short sleeve hoodie situation right now, by the way. Okay. We all have choices. Um, I, I couldn't even. Uh, an underachieving baseball team. I know the college. I assume you're referring to the College World Series. I know that's happening right now. I'm just not. Not totally dialed in on it. Uh, they were the number one overall seed, and they got eliminated by. I want to say, okay, I want to say that's Tennessee, but are you about to tell me that Tennessee is third in Torvik? Tennessee's third in Torvik. Oh right my now. god! They bring back everybody except Kennedy Chandler. All right, I think they that's returned four starters. All right, it's it's viable, I guess. That's just- I. I have Tennessee not third, but I do have Tennessee ninth in the top 25 and one. I'm high on the Vols. You're always high on the Vols. I am always high on the Vols. Let's move on. Wisconsin's going to play a basketball game in a baseball stadium. Norlander had the news on Monday. We'll talk about that next. But first... The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do. Like me, taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. So Wisconsin going to play a basketball game in a baseball stadium. Norlander had the news on Monday. Uh, the opponent's going to be Stanford. The date is November 11th. Give us the details. You touched on many of them, but yes, we got a we got a we got a double header, a twin bill, if you will, going down in the Bruce City on Veterans Day. There's a lot of Veterans Day scheduling news we got to get to here, but we'll start with the the Bruce City battle. So the women are going to play Wisconsin's women's team is going to play Kansas State. The men, it's going to be Wisconsin versus Stanford. Now this game had been out there for months. Wisconsin was trying to find an opponent. Um, a lot of scaredy cat coaches out there just not willing to do it. I don't get it, but um, they're going to play. They're going to play a basketball. They're going to play two basketball games on a baseball diamond, a professional one. This is going to be indoors. Just so we're clear. It's Milwaukee 
And it's no longer Miller Park. It's American Field. Is that what it is? Uh, it, they re- they recently renamed it. I can't, you know. We got to do something about all these things. These these. I can't keep up with what's Sponsorships? what. I don't know. Contracts yeah. and people. They, you know, they. The Carrier Dome is not the Carrier Dome anymore. Do you know that? It is, though. That's the thing. It always will be. And the Sears Tower will always be the Sears Tower. I don't care what name she I don't care. You can change the name all you want. It's still the Carrier Dome to me. Will Staples, will Staples Center always be Staples Center? It might be. It might be back to Staples Center by the end of the month, man. Have you checked these crypto stocks? <laughs> yes. It's going so well. I think that thing might be a stable center. No, my, my my oldest son like got really obsessed with all that stuff a couple years ago, and I was like, uh, "All right, if you think it's smart, I'll buy some." Oh, okay, dude. <laughs> 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 like I got, I I go check my account. Was like, on that, Parrish was listening to his then sixteen year old's advice. <laughs> no, he knew, he knew he knew more about it than I did. Oh. I was like I was like I'll throw a little money. I think I'm just trying to impress my son. I was like uh. I'll buy some of that. It's not, it's not holding together so well. (laughs) Uh, You hate your son more than the public hates Matt Damon right now. I think that's how this is going. Oh man. Oh man. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's at American family field, home of the brewers. Don't know what TV partner is going to air this double header. Uh, Don't have the times. I've told that it's the, the plan here is for it to be in prime time, but yeah, we are for the first time since 2015, we will have college basketball games on a baseball diamond. Uh, before I get more into this, Parrish, hmm. college hoops at an MLB. Era. Listen, this is this is your wheelhouse. Pro baseball is your favorite sport. Mm-hmm. Cover college hoops for a living. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up, thumbs down. College basketball games in an MLB park. Thumbs, now, thumbs. up or down. I'm just gonna go no, up or down. Look at my little thumb. Yeah. I just gonna, I just gonna. Oh my god. I do have a little thumb, dude. I have little hands. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Okay. I, I got little Trump hands. <laughs> I, I do. I'm not proud of them. Uh, although, although, although I did a hand measurement during uh, the NFL combine. Like, do that thing. Did you show up in Indianapolis? I went to Indianapolis. Okay. And I had to measure my hands. Yeah. I have Kenny. I've always said, at least once it became a thing, that Donald Trump had little bitty hands. I was like, I got little bitty Trump hands. Now, I refer to them as Kenny Pickett hands. Okay. My hands are the same. I measured the same as Kenny Pickett. Was this this year? Yeah. When, did you, when, did you, when did you pull up to, the, to Lucas Oil and be like, listen, I got to get something done here? That was this year. It was, okay. Yeah, I, uh, I just walked up to Lucas Oil. <laughs> I went and got a shrimp cocktail from St. Elmo and then went straight to Lucas Oil, had my hands measured. I have Kenny Pickett hands. I honestly don't understand how Kenny Pickett throws a football with my hand, my size hands. Like I can't throw a real football. Like you ever been out on the beach and like people just have a football and they're like, Hey, you want to throw the football? Which is kind of a weird thing, by the way. Like when do you, it's not. Why why is that weird? I have footballs at my home 12 months a year. It never occurs to anybody to like, let's throw, hey, you want to throw the football? But then you're out on the beach. It's like, hey, you want to do something we would never otherwise do? And I I always, I have to bring a mini football. Otherwise, because I'm I'm too, I can't throw, I don't want to embarrass myself in front of my young boys. I can't uh, throw an an actual football. Like if I'm at a, if I'm at a tailgate and they're like, Hey, GP, let's, let's toss the football. I'll be like, Hey, uh, yeah, that sounds fun, but I got to run to the bathroom real quick. I got to get out of there. 
and you're gone for three hours. Yeah, I never come back. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's over. Tailgate's over for me. I can't throw an actual football because my hands. Tiny are thumb up, tiny thumb down. You you want a thumb down? Now no, 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 no. It's not thumb down. I'm not gonna crap on it. It doesn't move the needle for me. Like, oh wow, this is gonna be amazing. You know, it's just gonna be something that looks slightly different. But I'm I'm not against it. You know, it's a little gimmicky thing that people enjoy, and and uh, so that that's that's good for the sport, I guess. Yeah, it's it'll be it'll be something that's different. The last time this happened was with San Diego State and San Diego in 2015. They actually played that outdoors in San Diego, I think, in December of that year, and it was like tied to Bill Walton. I do remember this. It was the Bill Walton Basketball Festival. Uh, you know, <laughs> who knows how many edibles were ingested and invested in making that thing a, a reality but it did happen back in 2015 this will be the first time since this will be covered it will be indoors um, we've had games at ballparks in the past but they've been domes they've been indoors only specific like the astrodome and game of the century back in the late 60s between houston and ucla that was the first big one um the metrodome in minneapolis the king dome um our editor marcus nelson reminded me that the 99 title game in final four, when UConn beat Duke, that was at Tropicana field in Tampa. I, I who knows why, how that ever got decided in the mid nineties, we're going to hold a final four at this thing. But I, that, I think that venue, which I'm fairly sure is decrepit, uh, was always more of a dome than it was a baseball. Oh, venue. It's a terrible baseball venue. Like the, like the, the race have like a good team. Some like during the playoffs, they can't even put people in there. Nobody will go there. Yeah. It's awful. And I've have, never, and I've never been indoors apparently because like, whereas they're like Miami at top, but you're like, you're, yeah. you have, you have more winds and breezes, if you will. Tampa's just oppressive. Like you can't play, you know, 60 of your 81 home games outdoors between the months of like, you know, June and September, you, you know, you'll have guys passing out from heat exhaustion. So they have to put a Tampa team apparently indoors. And uh, that's been a brutal building, but it hosted, it hosted a final four. Weirdly I didn't enough. know. I did not know that. You did. I, would, I, I mean, I would not. If you'd have said, where, I remember it because I remember the logo. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would not have remembered that at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like. Uh. I. You know. It'll be. Like the other thing is the matchups not that great with this one. You That's know. That's the other thing. Now. Yeah. Stanford is like Jared Haas is going to have to make the tournament to keep his job. Um, did get Harrison Ingram back, which was big, was debating going into the draft. He's going to come back. Wisconsin loses Johnny Davis. We'll see. Um, these are both teams that are tournament capable. They're not ranked in your preseason top 25, you know, so they, they're, you will not have that at the time of the game. This is the first, this is Veterans Day, November 11th. Shouts to my dad. It's also his birthday. And this will be uh, a game that has no... There won't be games before this for these teams to establish that maybe they're better than we thought. This will be at the start of the season and we'll just kind of get an early look at what they're doing. I don't mind it. I I understand if there's going to be, you know, mocking and cynicism over it like this. You know, I I tweeted out a photo of the of the rendering of how they're going to set up the stands. And, you know, they're going to have, you know, these temporary seats over, you know, behind second base, essentially. And there'll be courtside seating and it'll look a little weird. I I don't know know why this is happening there. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why, but it's it's something that's a little bit different and it will. I did put this in the story. It will stand out and there's there's no doubt about that. The matchup isn't great, Parrish, but it will be something. I mean, it will, you know, this is unusual versus what 
you know, a lot of other stuff that we are getting in uh, in November. They, they should use that in the promos. Stanford versus Wisconsin. It will be something. <laughs> it will be something. <laughs> now, unfortunately, now, all right. So let's let's pivot to the more fun thing. So, a couple couple days ago, last week, I got a little bit of a whisper, like, um, you know, Gonzaga, Michigan State, they might be poking around on on trying to play a, a aircraft carrier game again. And I thought, hmm. Uh, and I didn't get told it was Veterans Day, but that's the report. John Rothstein, he put the cat out of the bag, and then uh, I can confirm what he was what he was talking about there. So this will also be on Veterans Day. So the Wisconsin-Stanford game at the baseball stadium on Veterans Day would have stood to be the uh, the most distinct thing happening on that day, and now probably not going to be the case there because, yes, it's not done yet. It's not done. That's the key part. It's not done. They're moving along with it. There's a lot of stuff they got to go through, but – Gonzaga could be the number one team in the country when this game is played and Michigan state are, uh, they are, they are set up to, to revive this. So we, there are, there are many things to get to here, but before we get to the game, before we get to the matchup, nada, I think it's, it's time for a, a little trip back in time here. Paris, just let me, uh, let me steer the ship for a second, pun intended. Then you can recollect this is almost 11 years ago. This is Gary Parrish. Oh God. Flying to San Diego for the Carrier Classic. This would have been Carolina, Michigan State. Working on a, my first look-ahead column of the season. This is when Parrish used to write look-ahead columns on Fridays. He used to do this. He didn't it's have a, it's a, it's a Friday look-ahead. Friday look-ahead. He goes, look at, uh, working on my first look-ahead column of the season from a middle seat. Mm. Where's my upgrade, Delta? Hold on, Nada. Before we go to the next one. Remember that? You don't live those days anymore. No, I was you know, I, you're not I, sitting in a middle seat asking Delta for an upgrade. No, I was in 3A last night, LAX to Memphis, baby. There we go. Let's see the next one, Nada. Let's see how this story goes. He's gonna pull up another one there because we got a few of these tweets to get to. I'm gonna I'm gonna jog some memories for you as Parrish was traversing across the country to cover the, what was at that point the first aircraft carrier game that we ever had, and this is when. Barack Obama was president and they had the USS Carl Vinson, which at that point became famous trivia time. Why was the US Carl Vinson, USS Carl Vinson famous? That's where they, I don't know what the proper term is, but dumped Osama yeah. bin Laden's body into, into the water from the USS Carl Vinson. Cause I remember asking somebody on the boat, I was like, yo, between us, where'd y'all slide the body out? And they looked. They, I, they were like, we can't talk about that. I actually, went up to someone and asked. <laughs> they, I swear on on my son's life, I asked somebody that. Oh gosh! Now, do you got the next one? Here we go. I forgot what it's like. <laughs> this is awful. Probably the worst night of my life. This is what he tweeted. Uh, oh, I should have scrubbed my <laughs> scrubbed my Twitter. Don't worry, we're not gonna. You're good here. What's the next one, Nada? Here, because this is a whole. This is a whole journey. I have no recollection of this. You have no recollection? No. If I did, I would delete all those. <laughs> Next one. Next one. He's got to pull it up and then share. Because you eventually get on the ground there. Okay. okay? <laughs> Guess who that guy is? <laughs> not the cab driver who can't find a giant GD aircraft carrier. <laughs> My God. Do you remember this? I remember having problems getting to the aircraft carrier i remember like it got to a point where i was like is this even am i gonna be able to get there you know because at some point president obama is flying in 
And like the security was, you know, wild, obviously. And I, I remember it being like, because this is pre, I think this is pre Uber. Otherwise, why would I have been in a cab? It, I think Uber exists at this point, but it is, we are in the absolute infancy of this. So I remember following this whole thing from afar because this was, remember, this was back during the days of the 24 hour marathon. This was when the Champions Classic didn't exist. The Champions Classic started to exist the year after this. So these this aircraft carrier game, this was 11 11 11 it was a it was a big time deal. i feel like i was yeah I, I feel like i went from new york to san diego um and we were in new york for something some game um uh maybe you sh- you sure you there think, wasn't a champions classic maybe maybe there was a champions classic this year you think the champions classic at 2011 no, maybe I no, maybe I went from okay, I got this. I think we've got it backwards. We opened in San Diego, and then I think yes. I went from San Diego to New York. Do you know why you did that? I know exactly why you did that. Can you remember why you would have done that? Well, I was in San Diego for the aircraft carrier game. And I then know I, that we've established that. Do you remember why you would have been going to New York though? Champions Classic. Oh, for what for what uh but what other thing was attached to it? I have no idea. Coach K was about to pass Bob Knight on the all-time wins list. Okay. Yeah, I was in the building. I, that was at Madison Square Garden, and I was there for that. That's true. But was that champions? So maybe this was the first year of the Champions Classic there. So next tweet, Nada. So anyway, you can't – you're driving around in a cab. You cannot <laughs> find the aircraft carrier. This is, this is pre-Uber. Now, you have the capability, tweeting from Echo Phone. You have the this – is, this isn't Twitter for – uh, Twitter for iPhone, Twitter for mobile. No, no. Echo phone, GP, circa. Oh, I was and on my is, Echo phone. This is 338 local. The game, I think, is supposed to start in about 30, 40 minutes from now. You're driving around San Diego. Bear in mind, this is a humongous, humongous ship. Humongous aircraft carrier. You're running late. God knows why. Who, who even knows why you're running late? You've got the assignment for CBS. It's this huge aircraft carrier game. You can't find it. And eventually, come on, not I'm trying to I'm trying to fill. Is this the one? Just texted Craig Robinson. Gonna see if he can get per- now, Craig <laughs> Robinson at the time is the coach of Oregon State, Michelle Obama's brother. Mm-hmm. So you're basically saying, I'm gonna see if I can I can hit up the Oregon State coach who's got connections to the president, see if he'll come by and pick me up in his own motorcade. I'd be a third a third wheel with Barack and Michelle, because they were both there. At this point, it's 3.59 local. That's that's 4 o'clock, okay? It's 7 Eastern. I want to say this game is due to start at 9 Eastern. But you had to be, here's the thing that you may or not, may not remember. You had to be on the ship by a certain time mm-hmm. because of the Secret Service. Mm-hmm. It was an abnormal deal. That's why I was starting to get nervous. I was like, I really might not. <laughs> uh, Last one here for the listeners. He goes, you see that ship? Now, you posted a photo, shouts to lockers with a Z. The photo doesn't exist anymore. See that ship? Guess what they don't do there? Play basketball. But that's where he dropped me off, seriously. So you wind up getting dropped off at the wrong aircraft carrier. I think that's true. (laughs) I don't even know how you eventually got on the ship. Oh, I I remember at some point somebody 
I guess, who is it in the Navy, um, being very helpful and it, it and like actually taking me from point A. I, it's like I got I got to a place where I wasn't where I was supposed to be, but these people could get me where I was supposed to be because they knew exactly where I needed to be. And it's and then it's one of those deals where are they going to help me or not? They don't have to, but they can. But they don't have to. So what's going to happen? And I remember them. I don't know if it was like a a, a little like a, a golf cart or something similar to a go, like whatever the Navy, the Top Gun version of the golf cart is. Um, it's something like that. Um, an ATV of some sort. I just remember them help somebody helping me and, and saying, I can get you where you need to go. Just come with me. And and they got me where I wanted to go. So I went from, oh, my God, this really might not happen to I actually got on the aircraft carrier in plenty of time before the game. Like I, I was I was on the aircraft carrier watching um, Air Force One fly and land. To, You're right. You know, yeah, also, I, I didn't put that in there, but there's a tweet where you basically are saying Air Force landed. Air Force One just landed. That's cool. I was like, yeah, I that was a cool thing to see. Yeah. That was a, that was a, a, a cool experience. Um it was beautiful. You know, the sun was setting in San Diego. And while you were on the aircraft carrier, if you turned and looked back toward the city, you've got the skyline there. It was really pretty, um, like an incredible scene. Um, uh, you know, Barack and Michelle were there courtside. That was awesome. And um, the one thing I do remember from this is in the post game, you're like in the post game locker room on an aircraft carrier, right? And it's weird the things I don't remember than the things that I've just always remembered. So I'm talking to Draymond Green after the game. And, you know, Michigan State lost. North Carolina won the game 67-55. I'm looking at the score now. And so it was sort of a sub, like a not, you know, pretty fairly quiet locker room scene. And talking to Draymond Green and asking questions and whatever. And then at the end of it, I said, I said, all right, man, take care of yourself. I said, all right, thanks. Thanks, Draymond. Take care of yourself. And he goes, what'd you say? And I said, what? And he goes, did you tell me? He goes, did you, did you tell me not to kill myself? Oh my <laughs> I said, no. I said, take care of yourself. And he was like, oh, I thought you said don't kill yourself. And I was like, that, and he was like, that's a weird thing to say to somebody. I was and like, no. He, I didn't. he said, I'm new media and I'm coming for you. <laughs> I, I will. I I remember that moment vividly where he. I said. I said. All right. Thanks, Draymond. Take care of yourself. He goes. What? <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you tell me not to kill myself? <laughs> so no, I didn't tell you not to kill yourself. Uh, Take care of yourself. That's what I said. So we. Were, I remember laughing about that. And then of course, and this is an annual um, <laughs> opening week of this season thing. We got to spend twenty minutes with Tom Izzo going. I don't know why I do this. <laughs> I don't know why I scheduled. Today. Well, I've got, I've got, I've got this. So I, I shouts to the Wayback Machine. I found both your lead-in, your look-ahead column. Oh wow! And your and and your your recap, which I'll get to in just a second. But I'm going to read your final thought here. First of all, this lead, real quick here. Like I, this is what the off season's for. I love doing this. Um, so you file from San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, it leads with obviously this game here are the other interesting matchups from that weekend according to your look ahead uh you've got you say wisconsin bounced belmont from the 2011 ncaa tournament in a convincing manner so the bruins never got to enjoy the hype that a good non-bcs team enjoys in march 
But that was still a good Belmont team, one that won 30 games. And now nine players, including four starters, are back. You were on the Belmont train. So you're hyping up Belmont at Duke, featuring Nolan Smith, Kyle Singler, and Kyrie Irving. Mm -hmm. That was your other interesting matchup. And another one was Vanderbilt going against Cleveland State. Quote, Cleveland State is picked third in the horizon and considered a possible NCAA tournament team. How is that a thing? How can you be third in the horizon and a possible NCAA tournament team? Nevertheless, that was another interesting matchup from that weekend. At the bottom of this, though, you go, final thought. The USS Carl Vinson is, again, the aircraft carrier the United States used to bury Osama bin Laden's body at sea. And Tom Izzo and I got into a conversation about that fact and this game <laughs> when we spent three days traveling together in early July. Izzo was funny talking about how he agreed to play North Carolina before he knew Harrison Barnes, John Henson, and Tyler Zeller would return to school. <laughs> and the Michigan State coach remembered where he was when he heard the news. I was driving, Izzo said. I almost drove into a tree. <laughs> Bottom line, Izzo knows he's outmanned here. He likes his team, but he's not stupid. Quote, if the Tar Heels play well in that game, nobody will have to dump my body off that ship, Izzo said with a laugh. I might just jump off. <laughs> yeah, to your point about talking with Izzo, he's, he's always self-deprecating there. So, yeah. And that was a good Carolina, right? Like, it's forgotten all these years later, but that Carolina team was considered, you know, national championship. Oh, that, that's the one that um, if, if, I, if I got this right, Kendall Marshall got hurt. I think so, yes. Yes. They would have been, I think, a real yeah, threat. They would have been a real threat to Kentucky. Because they, they they played Kentucky in early December. It's wild. I remember this because I, I watched it from a bar in New it's Orleans. Wilder. Okay, it's New wilder. Went to New Orleans for watch the Throne Tour, and it was that Saturday night and watched Kentucky North Carolina from a bar in New Orleans that afternoon, and. Then Carolina went on to be really good. They like they. I think they lost by a point or so. I want Anthony Davis had a big block at the end. Maybe I, I could be making that up. Either way, it, it was like, man, this Carolina team. They might be able to to knock off Kentucky in this tournament. And then, if I remember correctly, Kendall Marshall got hurt, and then that was that. All right, couple things on this on on this game on the aircraft carrier, which which is probably going to happen. First of all. Your column from that night, you go through all this. I'm looking at this thing, man. This can't be more than 650 words. God bless you. That's what God. the people want. That's God what the people want. Bless you. That's well, what the, the middle of this, want. you go, was it the night perfect? No. The logo at the center court nearly cost Michigan State's Brandon Dawson a torn ACL. I forgot that I remembered that. Uh, those things are slippery and dangerous. They need to go away. Perish. They mostly kind of have at least the, um, that possibility. But you also tweeted that night. There have been questions about whether the wind would play a role tonight. I've talked to both sides. Yes, they absolutely believe it will. And then you said, I'm told the lights are also an issue when it gets dark. From certain spots in the court, you're blinded when you pull up for <laughs> So with all of that as prelude to this game, which is in talks to be played again on Veterans Day of this year, 11 11 should college basketball return to this era? You know, there were a couple more of these, including one. Was it was it Marquette Georgetown off the coast of South Carolina that got that couldn't get finished? The court was just way too slippery. The condensation on the day. Now, that was the East Coast, maybe the West Coast. 
It's not as bad. There's plenty of people that say you don't need to do this. Personally, I say, why the hell not? Give it a go. Just give it a go. Do, do it again. This is an amazing visual. If you can do it, why not? I'm more for trying things that are that are fun. This has failed in the past, no doubt about it. And it, it the, the elements could come into play there. But I'm in. I want them to do it. I think they're going to make this happen. It's not official yet, but they are working behind the scenes to uh, to get it done. And I'm told that ESPN would be the uh, the broadcast partner here, which is normally the case. They normally air something Veterans Day related uh, at some sort of base. It just hasn't been on a carrier uh, in a decade. Should they do this? Should, should Michigan State and Gonzaga be trying to play a game on an aircraft carrier or are they overthinking this and just should be scheduling a home and home and, you know, this year in East Lansing and, and next year in Spokane? I always prefer home and homes, so I would vote for that. Same. Same. I always prefer home and homes. Take it to the kennel. Take it to the Breslin Center. That would be awesome. I prefer that. Um, you know, if this means something to them and, and they want to, because I, I, I do remember that being a thing, being able to play in, in front of um, people who are serving our country to give them some sort of basketball gift. Like that mattered to the people involved. And I guess the people involved would have been Roy Williams and Tom Izzo last time. Um, it mattered to them on some level. And so if it matters to Mark and it matters to Tom, like, you know, who am I, who am I to say that it shouldn't? Um, I don't, I don't personally need it. I, I, there hasn't been a single, I look back on that trip. <laughs> it's funny. This is a lot like a vacation, I guess, you, you know, while you're on vacation, it's like, especially with kids it gets like stressful. There are stressful moments. Like vacations with kids are, um, are stressful periods of time with little flashes of awesomeness. <laughs> That's what a vacation with a kid is. But when you look back on it, you don't remember. You just remember uh, everybody having a good time. And you remember, um, you know, the, the, the beautiful things you saw or the fun things you did. And, I guess this aircraft carrier game in 2011 is similar that similar to that for me. I've been asked about that, you know, randomly, you know, over the past decade. And I always go, oh, man, that was awesome. You know, Brock and Michelle are there. It was beautiful. Like the scene was just great. I didn't remember all the stress that you brought up via Twitter. I'm connected to it. You didn't remember that. I thought this, the first one that I brought up, you were going to be like, I'm ready. Let me relive this thing. I didn't. Right re- I, I did I not. I didn't remember Paris, it. Paris, literally, that was like for two hours, college basketball Twitter <laughs> was wondering if you were going to be actually able to make, because there was a genuine concern that it's the secret service. Like they're not going to let you on the ship. You're not going to make it in time. But you and, al- and also I didn't like follow. I do remember this. Like there were, they sent instructions like, Hey, we need to have your laptop on the ship. Like yeah. by noon, I, I blew that like completely. And so it was like, am I even going to be able to take up my computer on the ship? That that was unclear. So I remember it, it. I remember it all now. But if you would have asked me two hours ago, you were at the aircraft carrier game in San Diego. What do you remember about that? I would have never gotten to. Oh my god, it was the most stressful cab situation ever trying to get to the aircraft. Carrier. I would have had. I would that would have not popped into my head. So, um, I remember that day, that game, all of it fondly. And but I've never once this was my point said, man, I'd like to do that again or we need to do that again. So I don't need it. But and it, it can get complicated, although I would assume if we've gotten rid of Echo Phone over the past decade and lockers, 
we can we could probably figure out how to keep condensation off of the court. You know, That's maybe thing. Seriously, though, they got to they ha this has to be figured out. Well, you have to figure you have to you have to you know. Inside, uh, listen, I'm not overstating this. If you schedule this game, you get 13 minutes into the first half and you can't finish. You make a mockery of the entire sport. That's exactly you, you cannot. You, you have to <laughs> absolutely make sure that you can play the entire game without a, a court slipping or someone being blinded by the lights trying to shoot a jumper with you know two minutes to go in the game can't ha can't have that right can't yeah like i um i don't need this but if tom and mark want to do it and it's doable it will make for a really beautiful scene and um i'll either go to it or watch it on television one of the two i i don't yet know how this you know got sparked like michigan state and gonzaga have been talking about playing each other period and uh i don't know who initiated the let's try the ship let's try the ship thing again i would think i would think it now michigan state has done a number of veterans day military adjacent games and events over the years i would think it's him do we also think that top gun maverick being in the culture right now might have might have played a part here that's that's my i, I will i will tell you have you seen have you seen the movie yet I have seen I have seen the movie and I enjoyed it. I'll tell you what, and I I will not spoil a thing, okay? Because I understand that people probably still want to see it; and they haven't seen it yet. So I'm not going to spoil anything. I will say, for all of the hype and good reviews it got, I have a tendency to go in and still just be like, okay. But I would say it matches that. It is it is an improvement on the first one and a very enjoyable experience. And it is it is a movie. That and I'm normally not kind of this guy. There are very few movies that I feel like you need to experience in the theater. You, you need to see Top Gun. I went and saw it in IMAX, and it was absolutely incredible. So yes, I very much enjoyed it. And I, and frankly, I walked out of there being like, I need to see a game on an aircraft carrier again. Get me college basketball back on an aircraft carrier. So that's my that's my running theory. I I think everybody's review of of the new Top Gun film is is fairly similar like i've seen people say oh it's a great movie i don't know if it's a great movie like i'm gonna watch it in 20 years and be like oh man this is a great movie but it's a fun experience it's a fun like it's a fun movie going it's exactly what you would want going to the movies to be like i took like my whole family went um you know all, all three kids including the five-year-old everybody loved it everybody had a blast and so it was a fun thrilling movie experience i will say that in that opening um, thing, yeah, where it's like, you know, they're playing Danger Zone again and all that stuff. That's spoil. Oh, well, at this point, everybody's seen Top Gun. Everybody knows that everybody dies. Okay. At this point, everybody knows everybody dies in okay. the end. It's not spoiler. Everybody's seen it. Yeah. I was, was I surprised Tom Cruise died? Yes. I was surprised Tom Cruise died at the end. But at this point, everybody knows. So when they're doing that opening scene, and it's like all of these people working on the aircraft carrier, these planes taking off and these planes landing. I did go, hey, I remember being on an aircraft carrier for a basketball game one time. Like the, the basketball game did pop into my head during that scene. Yeah, it did. Absolutely, it did. I think Tom, I think Tom Izzo saw Tom Cruise back on that flight deck. Mm -hmm. And there was a stirring in that belly. And he said, I got to get my team back on that ship right now. Damn it. It's got to happen. So... Tom Tom uh, Tom Izzo sitting under a little plane with a wrench working yes. and then he's like I've got to get my team back on an aircraft carrier. <laughs>
Uh, was I surprised Tom Cruise died? Yes, I was surprised Tom Cruise died. How dare you? They're gonna, they'll find you. <laughs> no, they will find you. Uh, Vicini, we see you in the comments. Shouts. Your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. Good, good movie. Worth it. Very worth it. If you've not seen Top Gun Maverick, I would, I would highly recommend it. It's, it's a very, very good movie. I enjoyed it, and uh, I think I, the movie should take all the credit for getting college basketball back on an aircraft carrier. Again, this is not official yet. They're just they're moving toward it. There's still things they need to get through, and I don't think any, you know, contracts haven't been signed or anything like that, but it would be on Veterans Day. And last note from me as we wrap, since 2022 uh, is a significant election year around the country, the season actually has an additional week this upcoming season. You might recall that from when we talked about that non-conference scheduling idea we talked about because there's an extra week to kind of work around this season and next. And because of that, um, I want to say, I'm almost positive this is case, JP. Uh, when when the stuff happens on Veterans Day, the games and stuff this Friday, I think like Champions Classic and stuff like that, I think it's the following Tuesday. Like normally Champions Classic in many years has started the season. I don't think that's the case this upcoming season. I think Champions Classic will actually be after, which I also think would mean Michigan State and Gonzaga would play each other if they do indeed do this on November 11. They would play each other then. Then Michigan State would go and play Champions Classic. I don't know who their opponent is. And then yeah. the matchups have the matchups have been set. I just don't remember in, yeah, exactly what in, they are. I just don't remember what they are. And then Gonzaga would do Michigan State, and then it has the return. It's an interesting start for Gonzaga, preseason number one team. They played Michigan. They would play Michigan State theoretically on an aircraft carrier. Um, it sounds like a plane might be taking off near my house. I don't know if the mic is picking that up or not. No, uh, it did. Okay, and then uh, Gonzaga's got the return on Texas. So they'll, I think they'll play Michigan State and Texas back-to-back. Big little opening week of the season for the potential preseason number one team in the country. Sam Bassini, if you're still here and you want to do a Benedict Matherin draft profile later on the week, just let me know. <laughs> that is coming. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Huck Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening. I own College Basketball Podcast. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars. Leave a nice review at Apple. There's more of us than there are of them. Uh, Before you get out of here, if you haven't already smashed the like button, please do that. We will talk to you again real soon. Till then, take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.